Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. He says nobody finds themselves in a situation. You put yourself in a situation. And if you put yourself in that situation, you can put yourself in another situation. That moment changed my life. It's the most daring, moving story ever to have been told one of agony and glory of a mission to uphold mm, and you're essential to this story a letter in its sacred scroll and it's not just allegory when you embrace your place and role you never find yourself in a situation that you cannot undo So let your letter shine Unto the nations Be proud to be a Jew Cause we've been hunted down In senseless hate And we're searching back With love and care And it's never Ever too late For any Jew a holy letter, every family word, a community, a sentence, each voice it must be heard. And to the letters that rose up in smoke, we must do more than say never again, and be the eternal letters of hope for our children and for them. And you know, you never find yourself in a situation that you cannot undo So let your letter shine unto the nations Be proud to be a Jew Cause we've been hunted down in senseless hate And we're searching back with love and care I know it's never, never, never too late For any Jew, any Jew Anywhere hey! He said to himself If the Nazis search out Every Jew in hate We will search out Every Jew In love There's a home we must Build together to heal a fractured world The dignity of difference We must treasure In our deeds And in our words Live with faith in our future Be the leader you were born to be And the day will come much sooner When we'll all live Never find yourself in a situation that you cannot undo. So let your letter shine onto the nations. Be proud to be a Jew. Cause we've been hunted down in senseless hate. And we're searching back with love and Any Jew, anywhere. 
JM in the AM. Hello. Welcome to a Wednesday. Why am I shouting? Some people are definitely saying this app is too loud. <laughs> or he's shouting too much. Lashana Haba, that's Sheves Achim. You heard Hakoyo Ducha, Avram Rosenblum, and the Diasperados from our Lagba Omer celebration. Baruch Levine's Kumhitalech, second dance from the brand new Mordechai Shapiro Sing It album. It's never too late. That's Ruvi New. And Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Wednesday on this June 9th, the 29th day in the month of Sivan, the year 5781, Tafshin Pei Aleph. Today is Yom Kippur Katan. If you're not familiar with that, consult with your local rabbi. It's Erev Rosh Chodesh Tammuz. We'll start saying Yalav tonight. We'll start saying Yalav tonight at Mariv. 72 degrees, some clouds, some thunderstorms, and a high of 89. And tonight, partly cloudy, low 71. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high of 78 degrees. 85 in Yerushalayim, 72 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Well, tonight is the uh, NCSY Gala. Mazal Tov to uh, Avi and Becky Katz, to uh, Mark Levin, to Bernie Marcus. Um, and congratulations to the Nahum Siegel Network. Myself and Miriam L. Wallach are representing the Nahum Siegel Network tonight as we are being honored, Baruch Hashem, by NCSY. Uh, that is happening this evening. If you want to be part of it, I guess there's still a possibility of either zooming in or um, or actually being there live and in person. Why not? Um, let's see. Do we have a... Uh, yeah, ncsy.org slash gala. <laughs> I've been... I've been looking for information about the dinner, specifically the timetable. Whoever thought, all I have to do is go to ncsy.org slash gala. By the way, speaking of NCSY, oh, I, I got I to gotta record this. I want to record this so my nephew Akiva Naaman gets a little bit of nachas from it. Um, yeah. Anyway, so the NCSY gala is uh, tonight. Speaking of NCSY, I was informed by uh, the wonderful Rabbi Akiva Naiman of NorCal NCSY, that's Northern California, that um, that they reached their goal. And I know that some JMNAM listeners uh, helped them reach their goal. I think it was 120000 in their two-day campaign. Everything was tripled. So a big, big yeshikach to uh, Rabbi Akiva Naiman and the Naiman family, and of course, a big thank you to everybody who helped support Northern California NCSY. As uh, Akiva described to me on more than one occasion, you cannot imagine, Uncle Nahum, how many Jewish people and Jewish youngsters there are in Northern California. And the more money and the more resources NCSY has, the greater the work uh, uh, they can do. So, again, even though we're here in the East and based in the East, I want to thank everybody around the world who's helping out with Northern California NCSY. Well-deserved. Uh, anyway, so tonight's the uh, big NCSY gala, and Miriam Wallach and I are proud to represent the uh, NSN network um, there this evening as we are, what's the name of the award we're getting? Distinguished Service Award. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, again, that's happening tonight. Uh, the Benzakai Honor Society Scholarship Reception, which will be right before the dinner, will honor uh, Isabel Novak and... Uh, Leah Feuerstein, Rabbi Daniel Feldman, 
uh, will um, receive the uh, Enid and Harold Boxer Memorial Award, and Rabbi Yochmiel Fried will receive the uh, Rebetzin Ella and Rabbi Aaron Soloveitchik Memorial Award. So that's happening uh, at the Ben Zakai Honor Society reception, followed by the dinner. And uh, you can zoom in, I'm sure, ncsy.org slash gala, ncsy.org slash gala for tonight. Uh, also today, keep in mind that today at 12 noon Eastern time, let me get to the website here. Today at 12 noon Eastern time, the American Friends of Bar Ilan University features a conversation uh, Miriam L. Wallach with Hadassah Lieberman. Uh, Hadassah, an American story. Uh, Tuesday, June 9th. They, Tuesday, June 9th. It's Wednesday, June 9th. I don't know why it says Tuesday. Ugh, that's so strange. Everywhere here it says Tuesday. Anyway, uh, the webinar featuring uh, uh, Hadassah Lieberman uh, with Miriam L. Wallach discussing the brand new book, Hadassah, an American story. That's today. Wednesday, the 9th of June. If you want to register for it, it happens at 12 noon Eastern time. If you want to register for it, um, go to AFBIU. That's American Friends, Bar Ilan University. AFBIU. Um, dot org. AFBIU.org. AFBIU.org slash Hadassah. AFBIU.org um, slash Hadassah. That's at 12 noon Eastern time. You get to see our own Miriam L. Wallach in conversation with Hadassah Lieberman. And by the way, uh, Miriam, I mean, she's she's a good presenter, as you know. By the way, she's been getting a tremendous amount of uh, compliments on her tribute to Mayor Weingarten. She really has been getting a lot of uh, compliments regarding uh, her tribute to Mayor. If you haven't heard it yet, go to the That's Life page in our archive section. Well worth it. And one of the reasons it was so good, she was she just prepared so well for that. And it came off flawlessly. Anyway, the bottom line is she always presents well, even off the cuff. Many of you know that she's really good extemporaneously as they say but uh, she is really really well prepared for today and she has some amazing questions so get ready if you haven't registered yet it's uh, American Friends of Barilon University AFBIU.org AFBIU.org the conversation between Miriam L. Wallach and uh, Hadassah Lieberman it's Erev Rosh Chodesh Tammuz here at JM in the A. I want to thank everybody who's been donating to our campaign many of you have received a um, an envelope in the mail. Those of you who are supporters of ours in general received an envelope in the mail. And many of you have already returned that envelope with generous donations. I want to thank everybody who's been donating, and I want to thank everybody who's been donating specifically in memory of Mayor, which is really nice. Uh, those of you who have not yet donated, I'd ask you to please consider a donation to us to keep us going. It's fjbunity.org, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, fjbunity.org. And uh, again, a special thank you to those who've gone to the website there and have donated in memory of Mayor, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. And I thank you very, very much. Uh, comments from the app this morning. Um, <laughs> Bernie. 
That's why we have huge sea life here in Atlanta. Mazda Voli, NCSY honorees, NCSY in Dixie, nothing better. I have a feeling that's an Atlanta comment. Um, this listener says, Boker Tov, shout out to Avital Herman, uh, Yaffa Munchik, and Basi Levine for graduating from the Lamplighters School in Oxnard, California. All right. Hello, Oxnard, which we know is the home of uh, Kedem Wines, and we know is the home of the Dallas Cowboys during the offseason, right? Are they still in Oxnard? I think. Uh, may they grow in Torah, Chuppen, Masim, Tovim, and there's Chus. Please play some David Gabe. Okay, that sounds reasonable enough. So David Gabe is next. It is a Wednesday morning broadcast here at JMN. By the way, Dr. Jonathan Sarna is going to be joining us. He's got some news regarding the UAE. He'll be joining us later on. And have you seen that Art Scroll has um, opened up pre-orders for Sina Mizrahi's brand-new cookbook, Good Food? Inspired by my Middle Eastern roots and the places I've called home, the brand new book is available now as a pre-order. It'll be released in July. Go to artscroll.com slash goodfood, artscroll.com slash goodfood. Remember, always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. When you do, you get a really nice discount and always free shipping, right? Often, when it comes to Artscroll, you only get free shipping over a certain amount. Now you can order one book, and if you use promo code radio, you will get free shipping. The book is called Good Food. Go to artscroll.com slash goodfood, artscroll.com slash goodfood, and pre-order the book right now. Sina Mizrahi joins us in the 8 o'clock hour later on this morning here at JM in the AM. Mensch 0326. Here's your David Gabe request at JM in the AM.
Jam in the AM. It's a Wednesday morning broadcast. We are one done by Ellie Schwabel. Great song. David Gabe with Hagomel. Feel free to comment on the app like uh, Mensch0326 did <laughs> in order to get that um, David Gabe request. And again, a mazel tov to everybody who's graduated out there at Oxnard. Uh, go to the NSN, Nahum Home Single Network app for Android and iPhone. Comment away. You'll see on the home screen it says add a comment, and it really is as simple as that. My thanks to those of you who have been supporting JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network for years. There are people in this audience right now who have literally been sending in donations for our efforts for almost 40 years. How amazing and incredible is that? And right now, until Shavasar Batamos for the next couple of weeks, our spring-summer campaign is on, and we're asking everybody, especially those of you who are new listeners or you've tuned in for the first time, uh, I don't know, at some point in the last few months. Um, we have uh, we have a variety of revenue streams, as I've been very open about uh, for quite a while. Ever since we became independent, we, we told this audience exactly how we're going to be supported. And we've got sponsors, that's obvious. Uh, we've got sponsored shows, that's obvious. We have a travel component with sponsor shows, which we're hoping we'll have back soon, because we'd like to get to Israel and other places and feature different organizations and things. Um, uh, during our sponsored broadcasts. And uh, we have our revenue stream through our listeners. It is another one of the very important ways, like public broadcasting does. You know, they have uh, different uh, corporate sponsors, and then they have listener support. They have viewer support. And uh, we're asking you, the listeners, to support us. We're asking you at some point um, at, at your desk, go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. If you already have an envelope in your hands that has been sent to you, and now it's a matter of just returning it to us with a generous donation. Please do. Um, that would be wonderful. Uh, both online and through the mail, people have been donating in memory of uh, Mayor Weingarten. Just a coincidence, frankly, that the fundraiser started right after he passed. Uh, but it really is wonderful that uh, people are recognizing what he did for us and what he continues to do for us, frankly. Uh, so whatever you can do and from who, for whoever you'd like to donate, whether it's in memory of somebody or in honor of somebody or for a specific event or somebody here who works at the network, please do so. FJBUnity.org. FJBUnity.org. We love the $18 donations. We love the $1,800 donations. We love all the donations. And I thank you very much. FJBUnity.org. FJBUnity.org. And, of course, we will thank... Uh, our listeners as we uh, go through the week for their uh, commitment uh, individually, uh, those who've either asked for it to be said publicly or those who don't object <laughs> to their donation being read publicly. So I thank you very, very much for that. Uh, Dr. Lior Gottlieb has a series on Shir Hamalot in memory of Mayor Weingarten. It'll air, and it continues to air, every weekday between now and the end of Shloshim between 8.30 and 9 a.m. That'll be coming up later on this morning. Psalm number 121 later this morning here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AlchemSingle.com and the Single Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's all in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Galei Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM. Galei Tzal, Asha Ashtayim, Ba'ulpan, Rani Yovnai, Ima Shekorei Akshal. 
שרפה משתוללת בהר הרוח ובהר איתן סמוך לירושלים. צוותי כיבוי רבים פועלים במקום בסיוע עשרה מטוסי כיבוי. כתבתנו בבירה, אסאיל פלד מעדכנת, שהחל פינוי תושבים ביישוב מעלה החמישה, ונחסמו לתנועה כביש ירושלים תל אביב ממחלף חמד לכיוון מחלף קריית יערים, וכביש מספר 425 סמוך לנטף בשני הכיוונים, וכביש הר אדר מעלה החמישה. 14 שנות מאסר נגזרו על בנו ריינהורן, שהורשה על פי הודעתו בעשרות עבירות מין בקטינות באינטרנט. כתבנו בתל אביב, בן נצר. ריינהורן, מאמן כדוריד מהרצליה, הודה והורשה ב-30 אישומים של עבירות מין בקטינות ברשת, מתוכן שמונה של אינוס וירטואלי. הוא נהג להתחזות לסוכנת דוגמנות, יצר קשר עם קטינות וביצע בהן עבירות מין ברשת. בית המשפט המחוזי בתל אביב קבע כי העבירות בהן הורשה פוגעות בנפשן של הקטינות ומעוותות את תפיסתן אודות יחסים בין המינים וגזר עליו 14 שנות מאסר. המחלקות סביב מצעד הדגלים שנדחה ליום שלישי הבא לאחר השבעת הממשלה החדשה ביום ראשון. כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסרף וולברג דיווחה כי בדיון הקבינט אמש אמר שר הביטחון גנץ כי לדעתו ההחלטות בנוגע לאירוע מעורבות בשיקולים פוליטיים. השר אופיר אקוניס דחה את הביקורת בשיחה עם אמיר איבגין. המצעד צריך לצעוד. מי שמנסה להכניס שיקולים או היבטים פוליטיים, אתם ביום חמישי רוצים לאשר את מצעד הדגלים כדי לעורר מוכה ומבולקה כשיקול פוליטי לדחיית השבעתה של הממשלה, בדיוק הפוך, אבל בדיוק הפוך. כל אלה שחשבו שאכן זה יצעד ביום חמישי, רצו אולי להדביק לנו את השיקול הפוליטי. זינוק במחיר ההובלה הימית, לאחר התייקרות של עשרות אחוזים בשינוע הימי מהמזרח בעקבות משבר קורונה, מחיר מחולה מטפס שוב תוך פחות משבועיים. שבין המוצרים שהם מתייקרים, שמן, אורז, מוצרי נייר וחומרי גלם לפלסטיק ובניין. כתבתנו לענייני צרכנות עינב קרנר דיווחה לראשונה ביומן הצהריים ושוחחה עם סגן נשיא איגוד לשכות המסחר אמיר שני. מחיר של הובלת מכולה שהיה 2,500 דולר למכולה והגיע ל-10,000, בסוף השבוע הרקיע שחקים והגיע ל-15,000 דולר. יוקר המחיה יעלה ויעלה לסכומים פסיקה תקדימית משווה בין הורות להט"בית להורית ביולוגית. זאת המשפט המחוזי בתל אביב דחה ניסיון של אם ביולוגית לבטל צו הורות שניתן לבן זוגה לשעבר על ביתן המשותפת. היא תיקבע מרגע שניתן צו ההורות לשני ההורים יש מעמד זהה. כתבנו איתי שריג שמע את עורכת הדין מיכל עדן שייצגה את האם הזוכה בהליך. בית המשפט המחוזי קבע שחייבים למנוע פגיעה בקהילה הגאה על ידי מתן תוקף מלא לצווי הורות פסיקתיים, שהם כיום הדרך להכיר באופן מלא במשפחות הגאות. חשד לחטיפת מתנגד למשטר ארדואן על אדמת קירגיסטן, כתבת חדשות החוץ, הילי קרן. כלי תקשורת טורקיים מדווחים על היעלמותו של אוסמן אינאנדי, אזרח טורקיה ומנהל רשת בתי הספר בקירגיסטן. על פי הדיווחים, אינאנדי נחטף ביום שני בערב מביתו שבבישקק על ידי ארגון המודיעין הלאומי של טורקיה, בשל קשריו לכאורה, בתנועה המאושמת על ידי ממשלת טורקיה בהפיכה ביולי 2016. עוד דווח כי אשתו מספרת שהוא נמצא כעת בשגרירות הטורקית בבישקק, שם הולץ לחתום על מסמך בו הוא מוותר על אזרחותו הקירגזית ובקרוב יחזור לטורקיה. בעקבות השריפות בירושלים, בהר הרוח ובהר איתן, סמוך לירושלים, הופסקה תנועת הרכבות בין ירושלים לנמל התעופה בן גוריון, כך מוסרת כתבתנו יעל חיימסון. מכאן למזג האוויר, מחר הטמפרטורות צפויות לרדת מעט, אך יוסיף להיות חם מהרגיל בערים ובפנים הארץ. אלה החדשות שעורך עידו דוד כהן.
בחסות הפניקס מארט, המעניקה עד 48% הנחה בביטוח המקיף. כוכבית 5, 4, 3, 2. או חפשו הפניקס מארט בגוגל, כפוף לתקנון. No, I don't know, 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 I don't
you dotty, you dotty. Kinni, ni, ve, yotcho, ve, yotcho, ve, yadachu,
J.M. and the A.M., brand new, Yaakov Shweki, just came out over the last couple of days. Brand new, that song is called Hine Elokenu. The uh, album is um, the album is a toast to life, l'chaim, a toast to life. Brand new, Yaakov Shweki here at J.M. and the A.M. Yeah, we should get him on. Just get him on the show before uh, the three weeks start. Let's have our people call his people, please. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Wednesday morning on this era of Rosh Chodesh Tammuz, two-day Rosh Chodesh coming up. We'll start saying Yalav Yavo tonight. Rosh Chodesh will be Thursday and Friday. Keep that in mind. Today's also Yom Kippur Katan. If you're not familiar with that, consult with your local rabbi. Tonight's the NCSY Gala. Miriam Wallach and I will uh, accept on behalf of the NSN Network the Distinguished Service Award. Thank you to NCSY. Big thank you. Also, keep in mind that Miriam L. Wallach at 12 noon Eastern time today is going to have a conversation with Hadassah Lieberman, courtesy of the American Friends of Bar Ilan University, AFBIU.org, AFBIU.org. Register for the event begins at 12 noon Eastern time, and it'll be a good one. It should be a very interesting conversation. Uh, yesterday, we were sent the Team Israel schedule. Team Israel uh, baseball has a pre-Olympics exhibition games schedule. Information, go to israelbaseball.com, israelbaseball.com. Get official gear at teamisraelbaseball.com, teamisraelbaseball.com. July 11th, what is, okay, that's a, oh, it's a Friday night, but the game will likely end before Shabbos. Very nice. Oh, I'm wrong. It's not a Friday night. Hang on. <laughs> I'm getting excited about something I shouldn't get excited about. The first game is on a Sunday. <laughs> Why? I thought it was a Friday night. I don't know. Uh, the first game is on a Sunday, 4 p.m. July the 11th. Uh, what is that? Right after Rosh Chodesh Av. It's all during the nine days. It's all during the nine days. Unbelievable. It's literally, it's unbelievable. It's all during the nine days. Um, hang on a second. Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Because I, I, I'm, I am about to announce something. I, I get it that you know it's during the nine days, and that might get people less inclined to go. I get it. It's it's really the only week of the year I wouldn't go to a game. I usually don't go during the nine days to anything. Um, although I think my father once said to me, "Well, you know, if they lose, then it would be appropriate to be there during the nine days." <laughs> um, but anyway. Uh, let me let me go through this schedule because I, I just realized 
I just realized some of the Kiddush Hashem in this schedule. I'm not even kidding. Team Israel Pre-Olympics Exhibitions. A Sunday, July 11th, 4 p.m. against the Fire Department, New York's Bravest. That's happening in Brooklyn. Um, on Monday, July 12th, that night against the New York Boulders up in Pomona at Palisades Credit Union Park. July 14th, which is, oh, you know, this is crazy. I keep misidentifying these days. July 14th, which is a Wednesday. I don't know why I wrote Thursday. Uh, which is a Wednesday up in Bristol, Connecticut, Hartford, Connecticut, against the Bristol Blues. Uh, Thursday, July 15th, a 10.30 in the morning game up in Dunkin' Donuts Park in Hartford against the uh, uh, Ocean State Waves. Friday, now listen to the Kiddush Hashem. Friday, July 16th, are they playing at night? Friday night? No. They are playing in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania at 10 a.m., against the Ripken League All-Stars. How do you like that? That's happening on the 16th of July, which is a uh, which is a Friday, meaning a Friday morning. Now, we'll skip over the Shabbos Chazon game. <laughs> we'll skip over that one. Uh, unfortunately, they are playing uh, one of those. That's going to be in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. But all right, you know. Um, maybe they have a Hetter. Who knows? Very possible. Then on Tishabov, listen to this. I'm not kidding. I'm so proud of them. On Tishabov, Sunday night, July the 18th, the game is at 9.13 p.m. That's pretty cool. That's at Shirley Povich Field down in Bethesda, Maryland. If I'm not on a plane to Israel, maybe I'll uh, take a drive down there to Bethesda for that game, because that to me is a Kiddush Hashem. They're literally playing the game at 9.13 p.m. to make the point they're not going to play on Tisha B'Av. I love that. Then on the 19th of July, which is Nachamu week, on Monday, they'll be at the uh, Aberdeen, Maryland. That's where the Aberdeen Ironbirds play. They'll play the Ripken League All-Stars that night, and the final game will be against the uh, New York City Police Department. That'll be Tuesday, July the 20th at 6.30 uh, in uh, Central Islip, New York. So there's one Brooklyn game. That's the first one against New York's Bravest happening July 11th. That's Sunday afternoon. And then they're going to be up in uh, the Muncie area. They'll be in Hartford, Connecticut, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Bethesda, and Aberdeen, Maryland, and then Central Islip, New York to wrap it up. IsraelBaseball.com, IsraelBaseball.com. Get your gear at TeamIsraelBaseball.com. Simple as that. Yeah. All right, so there's one game that didn't work out with the Kiddush Hashem schedule, but... The fact that they're starting Tishabov uh, at night at 9.13, I think is really, really cool, frankly. Anyway, those of you who are longtime listeners know exactly how I feel about these things. Uh, A&H hot dogs are now available at Trader Joe's Nationwide. Could you imagine during this grilling season where we pay tribute to dads and grads and Hassanim and kalas? That's right. There are people who grill during Shever Brachas. When they make a nice Shever Brachas celebration. Uh, A&H hot dogs available now at all Trader Joe's nationwide. And obviously the entire line of A&H available at all great kosher supermarkets nationwide. And A&H products available at kosherdogs.net. Kosherdogs.net. Make sure to use promo code RADIO. Ari Goldwag is uh, next at JM and the AM. Yeah. 
והיה לי אך רציתי עוד אבל כשקושי אמיתי ניצב מתחיל לדעת מה חשוב עכשיו לכן אמשיך להאמין בכל ליבי השם שולח כל מה שצריך אני יש לי הכל have come my way I'm thinking over what I used to say now I need to hold on to what I know inside this all that I need I share always provides yes she
JM in the AM. I believe that was the final song played at the end of the first Diaspora Farewell Tour. <laughs> if you go back to late 1983, I believe they ended with that song. Excuse me, I believe they ended with that song in Brooklyn College back in 1983. My gosh. A few years have passed since then, huh? Erevers Chodesh Tammuz on this Yom Kippur Cut-Down here at JM in the AM. Thanks for joining us. Rabbi Goldwasser has the morning off. Morning Chizuk, please God, will return tomorrow right here at JM in the AM. Dr. Lior Gottlieb is going to join us in the 8 o'clock hour. Psalm number 121 is what we're up to in the series on Shirei HaMalot that we're doing in memory of Mayor Weingarten. Uh, that'll happen uh, between 8.30 and 9 o'clock this morning right here at JM in the AM. Rabbi Yehuda Sarna is with us live via telephone, executive director of the Bronfen Center for Jewish Student Life at the New York University, NYU. For the purposes of this conversation and for the recent conversations we've had with Rabbi Sarna, he was appointed and remains chief rabbi of the Jewish community of the United Arab Emirates, an appointment that was made back in 2019. Rabbi Yehuda Sarna, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Oh, it's it's a pleasure to be back, uh, and there's so much going on now. Enough, I don't know what exactly you want to talk about, but I got a lot to report. Oh, I got a lot to talk about. <laughs> I was curious: Are you in our neighborhood now, or are you in the Middle I, East? I, I'm, I'm, I'm in New York now. I'm in New York now, but <laughs> but I feel like I'm, I'm I feel like I'm uh, I'm across the ocean. I feel like I'm in in Dubai right now because I I, I see uh, CNN just did a a story on the the first Holocaust exhibit. Uh, uh, in the in the Gulf region. Oh wow! Gulf, Th- this was the this, this was the impetus for us getting you on the air. That's great. It's just this 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 just happened. You yeah. ran the story last week, and uh, uh, it's an amazing story. Actually, um, it was first reported uh, on Yom HaShoah, uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day, wow. uh, and um, uh, the story behind it is this: There's a fellow named Ahmed El Mansouri, amazing guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emirati guy, very worldly. Uh, he's run a few think tanks. He spent he studied in the United States uh, when he was younger, and um, he has a private collection of all different kinds of things, including the, Napoleon's maps and and uh, and uh, a letter from Theodore Herzl and a, a copy of the Balfour Declaration. Very worldly guy. So he he started his collection, and then uh, the Dubai authorities said, "Hey, why, why don't you make a little museum?" So he called it the Crossroads of Civilizations Museum. And when I was there for Pesach, he says, uh, Rabbi Sarna, I want to make an exhibit about the Holocaust. We, there's no Holocaust. We have to tell the story. And, uh, and he had recently hired two Israelis to work for him. Why? Because he said when Israeli tourists started coming in they, to, to, and they visited his museum, they said, oh, why is you know, this picture over here, that picture over there? Why is there no explanation? They said every Israeli who came through had an opinion. Finally, he was fed up. He said, listen, you want to change it? You work here. Okay, I'll pay you. You work. Anyway, so you hired these two young people, enormously talented, Yael and Ben. And he tells them on Pesach, he says, we need an exhibit, a Holocaust exhibit. Of course, Yom HaShoah is, you know, uh, 10 days later. But these guys, they worked together like 24 hours a day. And he dedicated one room to a Holocaust exhibit. And um, and then just a few days after Pesach, Yom HaShoah, we opened the exhibit. Um, Rabbi uh, Ari Berman, the president of Yeshiva University, came over from 
uh, he was in Israel at the time. He, he came over, he spoke, and a number of other people spoke. But here's the key. We decided to focus the exhibit, not only on telling the story, of course, but also on Arabs who stood up during the Holocaust against Hitler, the risk of their own life or their own standing to save Jewish people. I hear your wife, and, uh, I hear your wife was one of the beneficiaries. So my, so my wife's family, which uh, is a cousin, Carla, her great aunt, essentially, was saved in Berlin by an Arab doctor named Mohammed Helmi. Mm-hmm. Helmi is, to date, the only righteous among the Gentiles who is Arab. Muslim, there are many more, but Arab, is Egyptian, he was Egyptian, Sudanese. The only righteous among the Gentiles who was recognized by Yad Vashem, and, uh, and, and that was in 2012-2013. And we decided that that would be the right way to tell the story through the eyes of Arab upstanders against Hitler. Pretty amazing. Rabbi Yehuda Sarn is with us. By the way, we should mention that this uh, event that we're alluding to, which was the official opening of the UAE Crossroads of Civilizations Museum, uh, did include presentations by the uh, Israeli ambassador to the UAE, the German ambassador to the UAE, and the many other distinguished uh, people, Rabbi Sarna, of course, is chief rabbi of the UAE. You have to uh, address for a moment, Rabbi Sarna, and you and I had an opportunity after our trip to Dubai to speak uh, uh, somewhat about this, about some of the revelations that I experienced, and therefore the listeners experienced through us uh, during our trip to Dubai. Uh, we talk about indoctrination. We talk about how dangerous the indoctrination of the young is. Uh, in those countries where they insist on spreading hate and uh, denouncing Jews. And, of course, even worse than that, not just denouncing. Um, the, the opposite has to be true. When, when the UAE or the people that you are associated with there in the UAE feel the need to spread messages of how terrible anti-Semitism is and how we have to recognize the, you know, the Jewish enemies through the generations, specifically the Nazis in this case, who've tried to annihilate the Jews and how horrible that is, I can only imagine the impression that makes on everybody in the UAE, but specifically the young people. And we came back, as you know, with this with this uh, you know revelation that we could actually have civil conversation with people from the Arab world. We discovered that in the UAE. I would say it's a step further. We're dealing with people who have tremendous respect for and want to spread positive messages about their neighbors. I mean, absolutely. And here's the important thing to understand. It goes even a step deeper. This is not just about the Emiratis having the openness to understand history from, and to listen to our story, to listen to the Jewish story, to understand you know, the moments of suffering uh, that, that we've gone through. Because, of course, that's essential to building uh, relationship if you don't understand another person's story. And right. by the way, there's a lot of listening that we need to do also. Right. You know, Correct. We, we also need to do our, our share of listening. So this right. is always a two-way street, and that's something we need to learn. But, but here is the, here's the really important thing. For them, the Holocaust represents not just something that was very significant in, in the history of the Jewish people. The Holocaust represents what happens to humanity when the guardrails against extremism and radicalization are down. The spread of Nazism and the, um, and the, 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 the devolvement of, of humanity into, 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 into a, a, a Nazi regime that could commit the atrocities that it did. This is not just about 
It's not about Germans. It's not only about Nazis. It's about the nature of human beings. And we are all susceptible to radicalization. We're all susceptible to radicalization. And we must learn from the past, no matter who you are, whether you're Arab, you're Jewish, you're European, you're German, you're whoever you are, you have to understand humanity is given to, uh, to extremism. Yeah. And one They're of the so main fragile. things that keeps us, that holds us back, is when we, uh, we, uh, we encounter people from different backgrounds. And yeah. we humanize them, and understand that they're also people. And this is something they're fighting tooth and nail in the region. Yep. We are, you, you we... know, the tooth and nail in the region. They, and if you notice, during, during the, the conflict you know, between Hamas and Israel, they did not come out as big Hamas supporters. Right. You know, I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they said just a word about it. Yeah. Just, oh, oh, just the opposite. In fact, there was just an article that was published by someone named Ali al Nuemi, who has been uh, really at the forefront of, um, uh, uh, of various developments on this front, big proponent of Holocaust education in the Gulf region. Ali al Nuemi wrote uh, that um, that it's not uh, uh, the main occupiers of the Gaza Strip is Hamas who, because of Iran's backing, have essentially held the Palestinians back. Yeah. I mean, a very, very bold and powerful statement. You know, yeah, the fragility of human beings, that's unfortunately what we're fighting, How, and that's where the extremism comes from, because... Uh, it is so. You have to. One has to be disciplined to stay level-headed. Frankly, <laughs> it's much easier to become extreme, especially when 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 involved in a difficult situation, whether it be poverty or, or whatever the case may be, or being led by people that uh, you know are influencing one in a negative way. It, honestly, it was one of the frustrating things about about our visit there. That I, I, I and and one of the frustrating things that I think all of us. Uh, go through every time there's a conflict in Israel that leads to our brothers and sisters being under rocket attack by thousands of rockets and seeing you know buildings being blown up um, by Israeli military. You know, you, you you say to yourself, or you you address the you know the um, the residents of Gaza and 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 say, do you see this example that the UAE is setting? Do you see the prosperous lives that they're leading? Do you see what peace and real peacefulness can bring and how amazing a, a family and community you can grow and raise if done in the proper manner? And it's frustrating because, as you just said, you know, this conflict is, <laughs> you know, is all about, again, fragility of the human being, extremism, etc. And, and we have a perfect example. You're living it. You're back and forth in the UAE all the time. A perfect example of what hard work toward peace can actually accomplish. There, there is, uh, there is hope. I mean, there is hope. I, I mean, I, I think that um, from, from the rubble in Gaza, it is very, very hard to to look out and 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 to you know to see a different future. It's very hard. It's very, very hard. But um, you know, from from your mouth to God's ears, I I, I hope that. Uh, you know, this is really this is the sila. I mean, this is what I'm, this is what we all hope. How frustrated are your friends in the UAE with their cousins in Gaza? They must be ten times more frustrated than I am. Um, I you know it's interesting. I've been you know following the the media in the UAE, and um, what's interesting is the consistent critique. Uh, not of Palestinians per se, but of other countries in the region, notably Iran, 
who have been funding Hamas. Yeah. And uh, I think that the, um, a number of years ago, there was an article, I think during 2014, an uh, article by Mati Friedman, who used to write for the Associated Press, no longer. And, and Mati wrote a brilliant critique of the way uh, conflicts in Israel are usually reported, uh, because the frame is focused on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, when the truth is the frame has to be widened a little bit and seen in the context of the Iranian-Israeli conflict, so which I think is the more accurate frame. So and, true. We always use the and expression. Any, and any country in the, in, the, uh, in the Middle East, North African region who has had encounters with Iranian proxies gets this. Yeah. They all get it. This is, of course, there's an Israeli-Palestinian conflict, but more significantly, there's an Iranian-Israeli conflict, right. and that's really at the root here. Yeah, and we always refer to them as proxies, and uh, we don't realize how accurate that is, frankly. Rabbi Yehuda Sarna is with us, chief rabbi of the UAE. Is uh, is, is the corridor between uh, the U.S. and uh, Israel and the UAE open now? I, I'm, I'm referring specifically, can people travel freely now to the UAE with the whole COVID situation or not? Uh, yeah, they, uh, you just got to get your COVID test, but um, it's been open the whole time and yeah but there were uh, some weeks in january and february where they were cracking yeah, down and, and was, no but everything's everything is back in business uh, you know uh thank god uh each of these two three countries all the rates are going down i mean it's particularly yeah i mean it's it's incredible um but even right here in new york city i mean i think we're close we're getting close to the 70 percent vaccination rate are you gonna have uh, a normal are, are you gonna have a normal fall on campus or not we don't know that. We don't know when that will you? Know. When will you know? I, I don't know. You got to ask the governor. I don't know. You got to ask the mayor. I don't know. You got to ask Malcolm Siegel. <laughs> uh, your, your guess is as good as mine. It seems absurd to me that they wouldn't already declare that in the fall things would be back to you know close to normal, if not completely normal. But I don't know. I guess. I guess student life is so, uh, you know, everybody's so together that maybe they have to take more precautions. Yeah, I think they're a little machmir. Yeah, that's to be machmir. But Malcolm, let me take you back for one, uh, another second because there's sure. another, uh, another very important development happening in Dubai, which I wanted to share with you and, and your listeners. Uh, for the next time that you visit, um, there is a, uh, um, an adult education center that's also uh, about to open. Uh, there's a uh, uh, a, a really fantastic family that has uh, opened up a, a villa that they uh, that they've acquired, uh, renovated it, and it will be open for classes of all kinds. You know, Hebrew language and and Jewish culture, Jewish history, uh, lectures and book launches and book clubs and so. And that's uh, that's going to be uh, open in Dubai. My hope is uh, early next month. And we're not going to make a big deal about it. You know, we're going to do a soft launch. We're not going to make a big deal about it. It's not going to be a big pizzazz right away. A Jewish family um, did this? Yes, a Jewish family, an amazing Jewish family. So, uh, and, and uh, so, but hopefully, you know, come October, November, when, when, uh, when it's real tourist season there, right. and people begin to visit, uh, it should definitely be on people's, uh, on people's uh, uh, itinerary. And then, then the other thing is, uh, that and many people have heard this, but they don't necessarily know the World Expo, just like New York hosted it you know, decades ago. And right. The World Expo is it was postponed from 2020. Right. It will be in 2021 uh, in Dubai. I visited the pavilions. 
Uh, I think there's 200 countries which have pavilions, including Israel, including the United States, of course. Magnificent. What month is that? Is it now or October? No, October. it's starting in October. It's opening October. Oh, right after uh, right the Oh, well, after of course, they have to wait till after Yom right. you know. <laughs> so right after, right, <laughs> right after some <laughs> uh, it's 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 going to open, and from October, I think it's through March, and that will be unbelievable, can unbelievable. I, can so I, many good reasons to go and visit uh, during uh, uh, between October and March. Yeah, and a lot more kosher food there now than there was when I was there. Yeah. Uh, can I assume? Yeah. Can I assume the Holocaust Memorial exhibit's open to the public? I assume it is, right? It is open to the public. It is open to the public, and I think it's extremely important for people to go to visit. Um, you got to meet this guy, Ahmed Al-Mansouri. Got me. And he's formed a really wonderful relationship with members of the Jewish community. Jean Candiot, who's, uh, who's a board member of the Jewish Council of the Emirates, has been instrumental in developing this, and Rabbi Ali Abadi has played an important role. On. But this guy, Ahmed, I mean, he is the embodiment of of uh, the name of his museum, the Crossroads of Civilization, yeah. embodiment he, of humanity. He, yeah, and, and 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 he's such a great role model, not just for Emiratis, right. but for Jewish people also. I mean, his openness and his uh, his vision is uh, is unbelievable. Rabbi Sarna, I know somebody who right now is in one of those countries. I wouldn't say it publicly that you know we've been hearing about could possibly be you know next to make some type of peace agreement with Israel. Are you familiar with what's happening in that? Arena, should we expect more announcements from other countries in that region, or you wouldn't hold your breath right now? I would not hold my breath. I, I prefer to be surprised. I, I don't know. I don't know. My efforts are not, you know, I'm not a, a politician, I'm not right. a political person. So my focus is on deepening more so than broadening uh, Abraham Accords. In right. other words, I want to get deep between Israeli society, American Jewish community, and, and the UAE. Uh, and the Emiratis. That's, I want to go deeper. So one of the things that I'm working on is actually working with a number of uh, different uh, youth initiatives to bring uh, youth together. The, the, the Minister of Youth Affairs in the United Arab Emirates is an NYU alum. She went to NYU Abu Dhabi. She's an am- uh, amazing uh, visionary uh, uh, woman. Uh, her name is Shama Al-Mazroy. Really, I mean, uh, un- unbelievable. So, uh, and, and she and her office have been such great partners, and I, I want to expose, you know, a, American Jewish high school students, college students, uh, even like people in their 20s and 30s who are stepping up in leadership positions in the Jewish community. Right. Uh, I, I want to bring them over um, to, uh, to have encounters with Emirati youth counterparts to yeah. really understand the world from their perspective as well. Yeah, noble task to say the least, in my opinion. Uh, Kent, thank you enough, Rabbi Sarna. Thanks for bringing all this to our attention. There's some hope out there, Rabbi Sarna. There is hope out there. What can I tell you? <laughs> there well, is hope, despite the past few weeks. Yeah. Uh, there is hope, and and uh, and Odlo Avza Tikvatenu. Never, I mean, that's what it means. Yeah. You know, we can never, ever, 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 ever give up hope. Tadaraba, thanks so much for joining us. Continued success on both sides of the world. <laughs> amen, amen, and great success to you. Appreciate that. Rabbi Yehuda Sarda, many of you know him, of course, from NYU. Uh, known to the people around the globe as the chief rabbi of the UAE. And yeah, this is sign- all the things he said were significant, but this Holocaust Memorial exhibit that it now exists in the UAE and how it came about, simply remarkable. Wednesday morning broadcast, Erevosh Chodesh, JM in the AM.
in the AM. Era Rosh Chodesh Wednesday morning. We'll start saying Yalaviavo tonight. Rosh Chodesh Tammuz will be Thursday and Friday, tomorrow and Friday. Einod Milvado, that's Michal Przanski. Az Yeranenu, great song from Shlomo Katz. We pulled that one out of the uh, out of the classics. That is such a great song from Shlomo Katz. Wednesday, it's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network. And of course, anybody love it, NSN app. My thanks to um, all of you who have been donating at FJBUnity.org. We're in the middle of our two-week campaign between now and Shavasar Batamuz. We call it the Spring-Summer 2021 campaign. 
to keep us going here at the Nahum Siegel Network. If you haven't given yet, it's fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. We do need some large donors. We love the 18s. We also love the 1800s. Please give what you can. It's fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. And um, also, many of you have received an envelope in the mail. If you're a past supporter of ours, you've received an envelope in the mail. Some of you have been supporting us, no joke, for 38 years. 38 years. No joke. Pretty amazing. Um, So thank you for returning those envelopes to us with generous donations. Much appreciated. Special thank you to those who have designated your donations in memory of Mayor Weingarten. Thank you. A lot of people have done that, and I'll, all I could say is thank you. JM and the AM later today, Miriam L. Wallach is in conversation with Adasa Lieberman for information about registering for the event. It's at 12 noon Eastern time. Go to the American Friends of Bar Ilan University, afbiu.org, AF. BIU.org for information. Tonight, Mary Malwallach and I will accept the award from the uh, NCSY Gala, uh, the uh, Distinguished Service Award, I believe it's called, and we'll be there tonight with family and friends. Mazal tov to all the honorees. Yeah, Distinguished Service Award. Thank you. Thank you. Big thank you to NCSY. So that's happening tonight, and a big thank you to those who've been supporting NCSY because we've recommended it, because we accepted the the honor here at NSN, much appreciated. Quite nice of you, to say the least. Um, what else I want to mention? Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone. You'll see the comment tab at the bottom left. Team Israel has announced their schedule July the 11th through July 20th here in the New York area. The baseball schedule, pre-Olympics ex- exhibition games. It's a good schedule for those of you who want to go to games, but I must point out again that on July the 18th, their game starts at 9.13 p.m. Wonder why? July 18th is Tisha B'Av. They have set the start time of their game at 9.13 p.m. I'm not thrilled that they're playing the day before on Shabbos Chazon. Trust me, I'm not thrilled with that. But they've gone out of their way to plan a game for after Tisha B'Av. I thought that was pretty significant and really cool. So thank you, Team Israel. Doing a good job there. Hopefully they'll bring home the gold. Um, yeah. Oh, and coming up, Sina Mizrahi. The brand new book is called Good Food. The pre-order is going on right now at Art Scroll. Sina Mizrahi, Good Food. She'll join us 10 minutes from now. Um, if you want to get in on the pre-order, go to artscroll.com slash good food, artscroll.com slash good food, artscroll.com slash good food. Pre-order the book. Remember with promo code radio, it's a great discount and free shipping. Even if you buy one book with promo code radio, it's a great discount and free shipping. Even if you buy only one book, usually there's a minimum at artscroll.com. Not when you use promo code radio. What's the, what do we learn from this? Everybody. When you go to artscroll.com, always use promo code radio. That's what we learned from this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for uh, acknowledging the lessons that we teach here at JMDA. Very valuable lessons, by the way. <laughs> Very valuable. I mean, after all, look, we, we just saved you some money. Um, so again, artscroll.com, always use promo code radio. If you want to pre-order the book, you'll have it in July. If you want to pre-order the book, it's uh, artscroll.com slash goodfood. 
artscroll.com slash good food. JM in the AM heading into hour number three. Yakov Shweki's out with a brand new album. The um the album is entitled A Toast to Life, Lachaim. A Toast to Life. We'll do one more off the brand new album to kick off the uh, eight o'clock hour. Dr. Lior Gottlieb with the series of Shira Malot in memory of Mayor Weingarten coming in between coming on between eight thirty and nine this morning. I'll have that for you at JM in the AM.
With Schleimi Gertner before that Lipa had Ben Fager. You, you heard Yogati. That was Yaakov Shweki, brand new here at JM in the AM. Best place for brand new Jewish music. Simple as that. Yom Kippur Katan. It's Erev Rosh Chodesh Tammuz. Rosh Chodesh and Yalaviyavo begins tonight. Two-day Rosh Chodesh Tammuz. Thursday and Friday. Um... 
You know what's amazing as I read these articles about the new unity government in Israel? It is amazing that they were able to make this arrangement. It's like, even now up until the last minute, there's still a lot of wheeling and dealing going on and people are unhappy. It's unbelievable how the um, the focus on getting rid of Netanyahu is getting everybody to the vote on Sunday. Looks like the new unity government led by Naftali Bennett and Yair Lapid will be brought to a vote of confidence and sworn in during a special session of the Knesset Sunday. Uh, this according to Knesset Speaker Yariv Levin. Yesha Tid, member of Knesset, Karen El-Harar, will convene the arrangements committee she heads to determine the agenda for the session and try to change Levin's decision that the Knesset session would only start at 4 p.m. and likely end late at night. Yesha Tid with Raderit start first thing in the morning. Lapid celebrated the setting of the date for the vote, tweeting, it's happening. He thanked Levin for setting the date. The final date permitted by law was Monday. Lapid said the unity government is launching for the benefit of the citizens of the state of Israel. Avigdor Lieberman responded, tweeting, it's happening soon. A government that will come to rebuild the economy, come to work, and come to make order is on the way here. It's unbelievable he's part of this government. Lapid and Bennett met with uh, Gidon Saar in Tel Aviv to settle their final differences before Friday's deadline. Uh, solutions had been found to disputes between New Hope MK Zev Elkin and MKs further to the left. Elkin's objections included keeping Defense Minister Benny Gantz in charge of monitoring Palestinian building in Israeli-controlled areas of the West Bank, and Labor MK Kariv, who's a reform rabbi, possibly becoming Diaspora Affairs Minister. Yamina MK Nir Orbach delivered his long-awaited announcement on Tuesday that he had decided to vote in favor of the new coalition led by Bennett. He wrote a long Facebook post giving ideological reasons for joining the government, though his critics said the real reason was that he would be given a cabinet post. Orbach is set to become Community Affairs Minister. Yamina M.K. Edith Silwan is expected to be named Coalition Chairwoman. The decisions of Orbach and Silwan to back the new government guarantee that Bennett will have enough support to approve the government in the vote of confidence on Sunday. Wow, I cannot believe... I mean, it's Wednesday. A lot of stuff could happen between now and candle lighting, which is really the deadline um, for this whole submission, but... I, I'm shocked that it got to this point, frankly. I predicted it would fall apart. Um, at the same session on Sunday, a vote will be held to replace Levin as Knesset Speaker with Yeshatid MK Mickey Levy. So that's the news. The news is that Nir Arbach has announced he's in favor of the change of government. He'll vote for the coalition. And now with Nir Arbach um, in on it, that's it. That should be the majority that uh, is needed, the 61 votes. That's needed in Sunday's vote of confidence. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Uh, later today, the American Friends of Barilan University presents Hadassah, an American story. Miriam L. Wallach, our very own Miriam L. Wallach, will be in conversation with Hadassah Lieberman. Information if you want to register for the event and watch it on Zoom. Uh, AFBIU. It's American Friends Barilan University. AFBIU.org. AFBIU.org. That is how you uh, become part of the Zoom later on this, uh, well, this afternoon at 12 noon Eastern time. Simple as that. More coming up. Sina Mizrahi is uh, scheduled to join us. And more at JM in the AM.
Volume number three, A.B. Rottenberg, Shlomo Simcha, Kishoshana. Wednesday morning, J.M. and the A.M. on this era of Rosh Chodesh Tammuz. It's a good selection, huh? It certainly is. Yom Kippur Katan, if you're not familiar with that, consult with your local rabbi. We'll start saying Yalaviyavo tonight, and again Thursday, Friday, Rosh Chodesh here. Uh, here and everywhere. <laughs> I was going to say here at J.M. and the A.M. Actually, it's everywhere. Rosh Chodesh will be everywhere Thursday and Friday. So keep that in mind. A big shout-out to our friends at NCSY. Miriam Wallach and I will accept the Distinguished Service Award tonight at the NCSY Gala. Thank you for recognizing the Nahum Siegel Network. Much appreciated, to say the least. And I want to thank those of you who are donating uh, to our cause, who are supporting the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. That keeps us going, of course. Our spring-summer campaign is on fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Um, also, those of you who've received envelopes from us for your past supporter, thank you for returning those with your generous donations. It's much appreciated. And I especially want to thank those who've been donating in memory of Mayor Weingarten. Thank you so much for that. Makes it extra special, to say the least. Well, there's a brand new cookbook coming up. A brand new cookbook that Art Scroll is responsible for. You could pre-order it right now. It'll be available in July. The pre-order address is artscroll.com slash goodfood. The book is called Good Food, inspired by my Middle Eastern roots and the places I've called home. Sina Mizrahi, who I'm told is quite popular on social media. You can go to at Sina Mizrahi, S-I-N-A-M-I-Z-R-A-H-I, and check out what she has to say uh, on uh, Instagram. And again, the book is called Good Food. You can pre-order it right now, artscroll.com slash goodfood. It'll be available in July. 
And as we always recommend, when you go to artscroll.com, including for just one book, always use promo code radio. If you use promo code radio, not only do you get a great discount, you get free shipping as well, even on one book. Sina Mizrahi, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Hello, a pleasure to be here. Why'd you write the book? <laughs> That's an excellent question. Um, <laughs> there are so many cookbooks out there. Like, why would I contribute another one? Um, I wrote it because I really felt like there wasn't a focused book on a lot of Middle Eastern Sephardi food. And I feel like that's where I come from, and I needed a book that represents that. You know, you, you write. And I wanted to bring that to the world. Your subtitles inspired by middle, my Middle Eastern roots. What, what countries? What are your Middle Eastern roots? Uh huh. So that's a good question. My father's side is Moroccan. Wow. My mother's side is from Libya. Wow. Um, my husband is um, Moroccan also, and his other side is Turkish and Syrian. So I have a lot of cultures that I you know, I get inspiration from. Wow, you, you must be one of the busiest people in the kitchen, <laughs> Com- <laughs> combining all those um, traditions. Yes. You know what yes. I found fascinating about you? Because, again, you look at cookbooks, and I had an opportunity to see a preview of yours. And you oh, look, amazing. Yeah, and you look at cookbooks. Well, people at Art Scroll want to make sure I'm well-prepared. <laughs> Kudos to them. Um, uh, you look at cookbooks, and you want to see, you know, what's unique and what what's fascinating uh, in terms of the author and what they've done. I mean, it would seem to me that your yoga, your best method of relaxation, is baking bread. Would that be accurate? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think that baking bread is is really a practice of meditation <laughs> because uh, it's first of all, you're taking all these raw ingredients, and there's a process to it, and you have to be involved in it, and you have to focus on it. And it just brings you into the process, and you get something very rewarding at the end. Amazing. Also, not not look. I don't know you, so I don't know if you would normally head in this direction uh, when you're talking about baking bread. But it would seem to me, because of the whole raw material aspect that's sitting in front of you, right? There are a lot of ingredients that go, and a lot of steps that go into baking bread. Right. It, it would seem it would give you some type of of, of spiritual awakening, if you will. Uh, that 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 God has provided for us all these little individual things, and you are taking all of them and creating something special and great smelling and great tasting. Is there any any of that spirituality to that process? Uh, first of all, absolutely. I believe that in cooking and in baking, and I guess you see it more in bread because you really just you see flour transform into something remarkable like right. you wouldn't even imagine, right. and. And you're part of like that end process, and it's very rewarding and very spiritual, like you said. Pretty amazing. Sina Mizrahi is with us, everybody. The book is called Good Food. It's not available yet, but guess what? You could pre-order it right now, artscroll.com slash goodfood, artscroll.com slash goodfood. It will be uh, sent to you uh, in mid-July, and obviously always use promo code radio, including for the Good Food book when you're on artscroll.com. By the way, we should note, and obviously this is not just a book about bread. We'll get to everything else, I hope. Uh, but we should note that you know someone like me, whose only role when it comes to bread is eating bread, uh, was, yeah. <laughs> was amazed to see how you pointed out that just, just your list, I'm sure there are others as well, but just your list 
of what you've baked and what you are, are encouraging people to bake who pick up the book. Pita, Lafa, Jerusalem Bagel, Moroccan Bread, Barbary Bread, Grilled Flatbread, Crusty Baguette, Focaccia, and Hamburger Buns. All of those can be done without going to the supermarket and buying a package. They literally can be done in someone's kitchen. And, uh, and, and by the way, I assume you have others as well, but these, but these are the top nine that made it into the final yeah. list. <laughs> Isn't, yeah, isn't, isn't it amazing how many varieties of bread there are? Talk about spirituality. Yes, it's just the, it's just the beginning. Pretty incredible. I wanted people to have that. I think that bread baking is something, like I said, very rewarding and right. not something you see in most cookbooks. And people should undertake it in their kitchen. They'll be amazed at that. It's so simple. Um, and you get really, really, really something delicious at the end. Uh, obviously, being a cookbook, you address you know cooking chicken and meat and fish, and obviously uh, there are things we can highlight in those sections, but I want to concentrate on what I, I thought was unique uh, for your cookbook. Um, I would assume that most people, especially us Ashkenazim, when we, um, when we hear about someone from your background um, uh, cooking, uh, we would assume that there's a lot of salatim, a lot of dips, a lot of things that belong, you know, at the early part of the meal that you encourage people to make. And by the way, that might be your your largest section of the book, frankly. But, it is the largest section. It's my favorite section, but, and it's the section I most believe in. But you um, you call that section flavor bombs and salatim. Yeah. What on earth is a flavor bomb? A flavor bomb is like a condiment or a salad or something. It just adds like an explosion of flavor to whatever you're making. So you could be making like a grilled chicken with salt and pepper, and then you add a little bit of harissa. It just transforms your meal in an incredible way. So I really wanted people to understand, like you make a few condiments, you put them in your fridge, and they're just there for you for every dinner, whether it's super simple or you know what? Sometimes dinners don't come out delicious, and you need some like something to back up to like bring in that flavor, and and you have it there. It stays for it stays great in the fridge for a long time. In case of emer- um, in case of flavor. in case of emergency, bring out the salatim. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I like that. Okay, without without insulting my Ashkenazic friends, what is different about your hummus? In other words, with your background. Your hummus would include what or would, you know, have what type of texture, flavor? Like, what would you say would be unique about yours? Okay, so if, if someone's used to store-bought hummus, like, already it's a step up. That's number one. Number two, my hummus recipe is a little bit more involved. Um, but that's because you get the creamiest, creamiest, softest, like, I can't even tell you how, like, it, it's just, it's like butter. <laughs> oh, God. And it comes, no, and it's it's very much Israeli style. There's different t- styles of hummus throughout the whole, like, Middle East. Um, this, I would say, is more Israeli style because there's a, a, a lot of tina in it, which makes it very, like, smooth. Um, and it's just, it, it, it's like a puff of air. All right. So you're, you're forcing I think me. that it's worth the process. You're forcing, yeah. you're forcing me now to check if I have a preview of page 72, because if I do... <laughs> I gotta, I, I gotta see. I'll what send this, it to you. I gotta see what this hummus is all about. My gosh, I'll tell you, and it has, it has a lot of things in it. It's got the garlic, the onion, the baking soda, the sea salt, trina. I mean, it's got some za'atar. It's got a lot of stuff in there. The hummus. Yeah, of course. I mean, toppings are like half the recipe. Like you need the toppings to bring out like all of that amazing flavor. And there's also two other, um, like more traditional toppings. There's a meat topping version, and then there's like um. 
of fava bean version, which is like kind of like an Egyptian dish. You know, most of your colleagues would be satisfied with one eggplant recipe. You have a baba ganoush, you have a mazal's eggplant salad, and you have a cilantro eggplant salad and a fried eggplant salad or roasted paprika eggplant rounds. I mean, you know, I I understand your appreciation for eggplant, but five recipes in the in the dip section, my gosh. No, there's six actually. You <laughs> forgot the zaluk. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so six uh, um, six eggplant recipes. Yeah. yeah, you know how many things the eggplant eggplant is just an underrated vegetable. There's so many things you could do with it, and salatim is one of the its best iterations. So I had to put it in, and I actually want I had to stop myself. There are so many more I could put in. But... Wait, which of the six is the best? Seriously, if someone asks you which of the six should I try first and try making first, what would you say? So, look, baba ganoush is like a classic. Everyone loves it. Right. Um, I would say the second best is the zaluk, which is like, it brings in like kind of like a tangy, spicy um, version, which I am obsessed with. Um, but there's the cilantro one, which is actually my father-in-law's like concoction, and it's, it's incredible. Everyone loves it. It became very popular. Where did you say your father-in-law was from again? Which uh, town? Which, uh, which country? My father-in-law is Turkish. Turkey. From Urfa, Turkish Syrian, yeah. Unbelievable. No wonder you have such a variety of stuff. No wonder you could write a unique yeah. cook- cookbook. Because, by the way, am I right that I read in your cookbook that you never cooked before you were married? Absolutely. I actually, I had to call a friend of mine to ask her how to make pasta if I was <laughs> married. <laughs> You're like me. You're like me. What are the instructions for pasta? I like that. What you, you do what you do with a sunny side up egg? You had to consult somebody on that as well? <laughs> I could I actually I forget that one that one up pretty um easily. My husband cooked more than me when I got married. It was crazy. Wow. Um but it just shows you that it's a skill that everyone can acquire. It just takes time and practice. And yeah. passion. And if you and, and, and if in all seriousness, if you follow step by step with people like you who you know, who've prepared all the recipes on paper yeah. and, and everyone yeah. will have the book next month, you really can. Everyone I uh, can certainly prepare all of these. That's one lesson I've learned uh, while watching a great cook for the last 31 years in my own kitchen. Uh, shout out to Stacey Siegel. Sina Mizrahi is with us on Instagram, at Sina Mizrahi. The book is called Good Food. The book is available next month. Right now, you can pre-order it, artscroll.com slash goodfood, artscroll.com slash good food. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. When you do, you get a major discount and free shipping no matter how few books you might be buying. Right now, pre-order it, artscroll.com slash good food. All right, like I said, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on chicken, meat, fish, etc. because there's other things I want to get to that's really unique about yours, but I got to ask you, what is this almost Israeli shawarma? What does that mean, almost yes. Israeli? <laughs> Look, a real Israeli shawarma is, I told you, it has to be rotating on a spit to the whole day. <laughs> you have to have an Israeli cutting it for you. You have to eat it in Israel. That's an Israeli shawarma. <laughs> If you're making at home, this is the closest version you will get to an Israeli shawarma. So that's why I called it almost Israeli. I like that. For those of you who, for those of you who are phonies who think you can actually eat Israeli shawarma on this side of the world, sorry, no, can't, can't yeah, be done. The, no. the closest you'll get is almost Israeli shawarma. Yes. You have an amazing sweet section. I mean, look, 
Um, one of the things when I visit people who are, you know, from backgrounds like yours, and I'm not used to it, obviously, I'm more of the European variety and Russian variety. Uh, but once we're out of the Ashkenazi community and visiting friends in the Sephardic community, we're treated to desserts we frankly never had before. You, you got to give me a, you have a whole list here. You got to give me a couple that are really unique to your background. What would you say would be classic when it comes uh, to, to your communities and their desserts? Wow. So I have like a Moroccan dessert section. Um, I did like the, you know, the dry cookies I usually serve at the end of the meal with the mint tea. Mm. Um, there's the refat cookies, which like have anise seeds in them, and they're incredibly delicious. They're one of my favorite things in the book, I think. Um, and there's there's almond cookies, and there's then there's like the more, you know, knafe, which is like a more dairy dessert, which is, I mean, it's like a breakfast food, but it's really a dessert, and it's, it's incredible. Like, that's something that's very unique. You make it home. You put the orange blossom syrup over it, and it, it really takes you to a different space, a different place. You, you just enjoy all these Middle Eastern flavors um, right at home, and it's delicious. Uh, the skillet brownie, is that literally from your tradition, like uh, those regular brownies? No, I did add, no, I had, I had, I wanted to have like, more or less like a variation. Right. So there's things that I make that are not, you know, Middle Eastern um, specifically and you know, things we enjoy as a family, like those, there's blondies, there's brownies, there's the best chocolate chip cookies ever. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, you have to have some of that during the week. Yeah, I'm just laughing because you know how many authors have said on this show, best chocolate of cookies ever. <laughs> I, I have a feeling you might be accurate, though. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you only know once you try it. Yeah, that's true. And, of course, you have baklava and a whole. Oh, a limonana. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, people could really ruin a limonana. You got you to know how to make that, right? You got you to make that right. You have to make it right. I mean, it took me a long time to realize, to, like, figure out how to make it without having that, like, rotating flush machine right. um, and to make one that's very delicious at home. And I, I nailed it. I have to tell you, my kids look forward to it. Um, it's just so refreshing, and it's, we feel like we're back in Israel. Amazing. We lived in Israel for a few years, and that's what makes us, that brings us back right there. And finally, Sina Mizrahi, you actually, and I guess these days, people are, I know from my own kids, they're so into spices, blends, and herbs, even us Ashkenazim. Uh, you went ahead and you created your own section of different combinations for seasonings and spices and blends, etc. I mean, I'm assuming the Agripas blend is a shout out to our friends in Nachlaot. Am I right about that? Yeah. <laughs> yes, in the, in the shuk especially, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And what is, what's in that, by the way? What's in the Agripas blend, for example? Um, I did some dried herbs. I did some Aleppo pepper. Like I did, um, I wanted to have like flavors that like were inspired from like, my time when I was like going and chopping up the shuk and like having kind of like that intensity of life in Israel into a blend. Cool. Um, it just brings in all of those like Israeli flavors um, and it's just very versatile. Very cool. I'll tell you a lot of great stuff there. If you're looking for shawarma spice, meatball seasoning, uh, a whole bunch of stuff I can't pronounce. It's all there in that section. <laughs> Spi- spices, blends, and herbs, just part of the brand new book by Sina Mizrahi. You can follow her on Instagram at Sina Mizrahi, S-I-N-A-M-I-Z-R-A-H-I on Instagram. Also, our friends at Arts Girl have done something really cool. In addition to arranging for a, uh, a pre-order, uh, they've created a um, an actual link 
artscroll.com slash goodfoods. It's really, really easy to get to, artscroll.com slash goodfood. Go there now, pre-order the book. Uh, you'll have it in July when it's officially released, and um, and you'll have Sina Mizrahi's expertise right there in front of you as you cook in your kitchen. It, it looks to me like it's expected out literally right after Tisha B'Av. Would that be accurate, Sina? Yes, absolutely, the day after. How's the pre-order going? Are people excited about this? Oh, yes. I'm getting such incredible feedback and messages. And, like, it's so heartwarming because people are so into the flavors that are in this book. So yeah. it's very and, and And there's uniqueness here. You know, we, we do interviews about a lot of cookbooks. I mean, not only do you have unique recipes, you have sections here that we haven't seen, as I pointed out, uh, between the voluminous salad section, the spices, blends, and herbs, and so many others that uh, uh, people will find fascinating and no doubt add to their repertoire. <laughs> well, I want to I wish yeah. I want to wish you a mazal tov, or maybe I should say mabruk, right? Would that be more appropriate? <laughs> mabruk. I'll, I'll say mabruk <laughs> yeah. to you on the brand new release. I know we have to be patient because it's still five weeks away, but right now people can pre-order it by going to artscroll.com/slash/goodfood. And thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sina Mizrahi, the book is Good Food. Yeah, I should have asked her about that, Taka. Pretty funny name for a book, right? Good Food. You want good food? Here it is. Like, like can't be more simpler than that. <laughs> I assume that's the explanation for good food. Uh, artscroll.com slash good food. Artscroll.com slash good food. Use promo code radio. Pre-order it. You'll have it in your hands uh, mid-July. And... Uh, yeah, you'll be able to start. Yeah, you'll be able to start freezing stuff for Yuntif. Remember, it's a really early Rosh Hashanah, folks. So you get the book from Sina Mizrahi <laughs> right after Tishabov, and everybody who loves cooking can start getting ready for the uh, for the high holidays. Wednesday morning broadcast. More coming up here at JM in the AM. Uh, Dr. Lior Gottlieb will join us. We will have the latest installment of the. Um, of the Shirei HaMalot that we are doing, that Dr. Gottlieb, frankly, is doing in memory of uh, Mayor Weingarten. So we'll have that for you coming up here at JM in the AM uh, in just a few minutes. And the plenty more on a Wednesday. Yoni Z is next at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Yoni Z with uh, Mia Deer here on a Wednesday morning broadcast. Erev Rosh Chodesh Tammuz every day during the Shloshim of uh, Mayor Weingarten, Mayor Nachum Ben David, we are exploring the uh, Shirei HaMalot. As I explained, the mayor studied one Shirei HaMalot per day with us back in 1989 when he introduced so many people to Israel during our first J.M. in the A.M. tour of Israel. Dr. Lior Gottlieb has um, prepared, and I thank him, a uh, very short presentation, radio-appropriate presentation, of each one of the Shireha Ma'alot, so we could play one per day, one per weekday, until we get to Mayor Shloshim. So in memory of Mayor Weingarten, Mayor Nahum Ben David, Psalm number 121, a very, very famous psalm, pay, pay attention, It'll add, it'll, it'll enhance the next time you say this particular psalm, Kuf Chaf Aleph. Here it is, Dr. Lior Gottlieb, in memory of Mayor Nachum and David at JM in the AM. The second Shir Hamalot, Mizmor Kuf Kaf Aleph, Psalm 121, opens with a plea for help. Me'ayin yavoizri, from where shall my help come? But we remain in doubt for no longer than the duration of these words alone. For the definitive answer is given immediately in the next verse, and its veracity is repeated and echoed in every other verse of this psalm. Ezri me'im Hashem, oseh shamayim va'aretz. My help comes from Hashem, maker of heaven and earth. 
In the remaining six verses of the Mizmor, Hashem is described as our Shomer, our guardian and protector, no less than five times. The psalmist reveals that he is vulnerable in more than one way. There are dangers that characterize the day, and dangers that characterize the night, and this dichotomy of danger persists throughout most of the Mizmor. Ali ten la he will not let your foot give way when you are on the go, by day. Alyanum shomrecha, your guardian will not slumber when you let your own guard down to sleep by night. Yomam Hashemesh lo yakeka, by day the sun shall not strike you. Ve'yareach balayla, nor the moon, by night. Hashem yishmor tzaitcha, may Hashem guard your going out, as in going out to work, by day. Uvo'echa, and you're coming in, as in coming back home after work, by night. The word yomam, by day, has an interesting feature. The mem at the end of the word is not a doubling of the mem of yom. Rather, it is an adverbial mem that can be substituted by a prepositional bet in the beginning of a word. We find this mem in words like rekam in the laws of aliyah regel, velo yerau fanai rekam, none shall appear before me empty-handed. Rekam, literally in emptiness, like berik. Or in the word omnam, as in ha'af umnam eled vanizakanti, shall I in truth bear a child old as I am? Omnam, literally in truth, like beomen, a biform of be'emet. And finally the word chinnam, which means free, as in v'yatze'ah chinnam en kasef, she shall go free without payment. Does that mean that chinnam is like bechen? Yes, it does. Chen means grace, favor. When I give something away without payment, I am giving it in grace, which is also how to say without payment in Latin, gratis. Returning to the theme of God's protection, the Mizmor closes with the uplifting blessing, Hashem yishmor tzaitcha voecha me'ata ve'ad olam. May Hashem guard your going out and coming in forevermore.
JM in the AM. Wednesday morning, tonight's Rosh Chodesh. Don't forget, at Mariv tonight, we start saying Yalaviyavo, a two-day Rosh Chodesh, Thursday and Friday. The Team Israel schedule has been released. They'll be in New York and the New York-Baltimore uh, area uh, from July 11th through July 20th. The game on July 17th, which is, excuse me, the game on July 18th, which is Tishabov is starting at 9.13 p.m. Yeah. Collect a vote. <laughs> Collect a vote that they're making a big deal about Tisha B'Av. I like that. Uh, yeah, their attitude toward Shabbos has to be adjusted a bit, but uh, we'll deal with that. But right now, it's it's nice to see what they're doing for Tisha B'Av. Um, don't forget, at 12 noon today, Miriam L. Wallach in conversation with Hadassah Lieberman on behalf of American Friends of Barilan University. Go to afbiu.org, afbiu.org, and register to be part of the event at 12 noon Eastern time today. Tonight is the NCSY Gala. Miriam and I will be accepting the award to NSN, the Distinguished Service Award. Thank you to the folks at NCSY. Um, much appreciated, to say the least. And you can go to ncsy.org slash gala for information, ncsy.org slash gala for information. Um, yeah. And um, don't forget, you can pre-order the Sina Mizrahi book, Good Food, artscroll.com slash good food, artscroll.com slash good food. Use promo code radio. Make sure to use promo code radio, artscroll.com. Slash good food. Achenu Yisrael and brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AlchemSingle.com and the AlchemSingle Network. And of course, the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Wednesday here at JM in the AM. Thanks to Rabbi Sarna. Thanks to Sina Mizrahi. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. Tomorrow we're back starting at 6 a.m. Make sure to be tuned in. Avrami's live lunch is live from Israel starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time today. You want to hear Avrami from Israel? Make sure to tune in right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.